Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of Chats from the Blog Cabin, the show where I invite people into the blog cabin to chat about life. I'm Melissa, your host. Today I'm chatting with Sarah from Unearth Hope, and if you think I have it all together, listen to the first few minutes of the episode where I get totally tongue-tied. That has happened a couple of times. And honestly, I thought about cutting it out, but I thought, no, that's not being authentic. That's not being true to who I really am. Hey, if I make mistakes, I fess up to my mistakes. If things go wrong during a broadcast, you're going to you're gonna see it. So, And it's live. So I'm not one about everything being superficial. And I think it's kind of cool that I made the mistake with Unearth Hope because Unearth Hope is an organization that helps women in Guatemala um, basically helps them to overcome poverty, to break the cycle of poverty, and to actually be able to do um, and provide for their families. So I think it's kind of great that on this episode, where everybody thinks everybody's supposed to be perfect, we realize that we all have struggles. We all, as women, even as men, we struggle with things and, and places and times and situations. And it's important that we just get through it. Whether it's through recognizing you made a mistake and working through that mistake or reaching out to someone, an organization like Unearth Hope that can help women in poverty in Guatemala or even for that matter, volunteering for an organization like Unearth Hope. I really enjoyed talking to Sarah. I actually met her Um, through my really good friend, Melissa Harold, who has been on the podcast twice now. She was the very first inaugural episode where we talked about how you could um, deal with stress during COVID and things that you can do because she's a therapist. But also she was on my mental health panel episode, which I really, it was a really great episode and she just knows her stuff. And I'm just really so thankful that she connected us together. And um, we'll be working with Unearth Hope on a campaign that they have in December, which is 12 Days of Cookies, that goes along with a run that they're doing, and a nonprofit run, um, so they can raise funds so that when they are able to go back into Guatemala, that they have the funds for the medical supplies and the needed supplies that they need. Um, because of COVID, they haven't been able to do a lot of um, mission trips back to Guatemala, which I'm going to put in the... Um, the show notes where you could donate, how you can get involved. This is a really great organization, and I hope you really enjoyed your chat. Enjoy my chat, not your chat, my chat with Sarah. And you know what I need you to do right now? That's right. Start listening. Hi, guys. Welcome back to another edition of Chats from the Blog Cabin. Today, I am joined by Sarah. Join with Sarah. I'm tongue-tied this morning. Um, Joined by Sarah from Unearth Hope, which is a nonprofit based in North Carolina, but it has to do with Guatemala, right? That's correct. correct. Yep. So Sarah, why don't you introduce yourself? Okay. Um, I'm Sarah. I'm the president of Unearth Hope. Um, Just, I guess, a bit of personal information. I've been married to my husband, Joseph, for 13 years. Um, We have two sons, Liam, who's 10, and Leaf, who is six. And uh, I was a microbiologist before we had our sons. 
Um, but I'm currently balancing online school and Unearth Hope and household and all that kind of stuff right now. <laughs> You're with most of the COVID parents trying to balance learning what teachers do. Exactly. It's like crazy. It is. It's nuts. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about Unearth Hope. What is what's the main mission behind it? Well, our mission statement is to equip the women and children of Guatemala with the tools to end the cycle of poverty. And um, what that what that really means is that we want to give them the the education and the health to prosper where they are, to help themselves and their communities. Um, the women and the children of Guatemala are the most vulnerable population, just like in most of the developing world, <clears throat> mostly because the the culture in Guatemala is very male driven. And so they they're just not quite as um, the women and children don't have quite as many rights. Um, I like to tell people that the women are in a, in the state that the that women in the US were at about 100 years ago. Mm. So they've got a lot of progress to make. <clears throat> wow. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, one of our main focuses is really building the relationships with the communities that we work with. We find that um, that helps build trust. And so that when we bring some kind of new information that they're like, oh, we've seen you before. We'll listen and we'll learn and we'll understand. Um, and uh yeah, so that's that's kind of why that's why we go back to the same communities over and over again. So why did you pick Guatemala to focus on and not any other third world country? Yeah, um, well, it wasn't really a conscious choice exactly. Um, it just kind of a sequence of sequence of events um, kind of brought us to Guatemala as a as a group as our board members. Um, it started really um, in 2012 when. A, a doctor from my father's church uh, helped them build a mission trip to Guatemala. And everybody that has gone with that trip just you know, completely fell in love with the country and the people. And so we've just, after my father um, retired from the ministry, we decided that Unearth Hope needed to become how we continue our work there. So how do people get involved with Unearth Hope? How can they get involved? Oh, there's some super easy ways. Um, so, <clears throat> so for one one way is just, you know, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so the the easiest way to get involved is um, to sign up for Amazon Smile okay. to help us. Uh, each purchase you make with Amazon Smile, they take a percentage of your purchase and, and donate it directly to um, a charity of your choice. Um, that doesn't cost you any extra. It's just part of the process for um, Amazon Smile. Um, and the reason people should get involved is that it just a little thing can make a giant impact on the lives of uh, the people in Guatemala. For example, um, of 50 cents we might get from an Amazon Smile donation pays for a pair of reading glasses. 
Mm -hmm. Those reading glasses make it so that a woman can still continue her weaving. And these, I meant to have an example, but the fabric is, you know, it's hand woven. You mm -hmm. need to be able to see that clearly. Uh, the hand embroidery, all these things that make Guatemala, Guatemala, um, you need to be able to see well. So 50 cents can really can make it so a weaver can continue her art and pay for food and keep her family fed and healthy. Wow. you People don't even think about 50 cents now because everybody's more about charging it or putting it on their debit card and right. no cash. I mean, really. Exactly. And yeah. It doesn't take a lot. Wow. It doesn't take a lot to make a huge difference. <laughs> now I know you, you get involved, but you also, you just talked about, you know, the reading glasses, but you have mm -hmm. healthcare as well. You go down there and do you do, are you involved with the clinics that Melissa Harrell, is that your group that goes down and does the clinics? Yeah. Yes. Um, I personally, um, with my microbiology background, I do some of the, the lab testing. So urine samples and blood sugars and things like that. And then we have, um, Tony, who's a RN and, uh, we've, we kind of have, we have different PAs and doctors and things that come with us and we can see about 400 patients a week when we're down there. How long are you normally down there for? We're down there for about 10 days. Okay. Um, five of those are spent in, in the community with the clinic and the glasses and, uh, days for girls kits, which is the reusable menstrual kits and um, with the children's activities. Now let's talk about the days for girls kids. Cause I know that is yeah. really big and it's ways that some churches can actually get involved right now. Correct. Absolutely. Definitely. Um, the days for girls kits are um, washable, reusable fabric menstrual pads that um, they, that the women, the young women and older women can use uh, monthly and uh, they don't have to try to buy disposable pads that are um, that they tend to use over again and that can cause infection. And also they're just not available for most of them. And so we have once there was one story of this um, older woman that was that took the class for days for girls because they have to they have to come in and learn about how to take care of it, learn some more about female reproduction and um, how the periods work and all that. And um, she got a kit for her daughter and said that their family would be able to eat that month because they wouldn't have to try to find and pay for menstrual products. Wow. <laughs> Things that we take for granted. Absolutely. You would have not think difference between having a menstrual product and food on the table. Right. There's a term called period poverty, poverty, and that's what they're talking about, is that having to, to spend the money that you would normally spend on food on uh, menstrual pads. Wow. <laughs> that, that just blows my mind because that's so readily available. I mean, you can basically just go to the store and buy it for a piece of dollar just about. Exactly. Or you have a friend and you say, hey, I started my period. Do you have a pad or tampon or whatever? And, you know, somebody around you's probably got something for you. Now let's talk about the actual kit, the days for girls. Mm -hmm. What is actually sure. in the kit? So um, in the kit, there's a shield, which looks like a maxi pad with the wings and it has a snap. So it snaps around the underwear and it has little pockets on either end and 
those pockets hold the ends of the fabric insert that's folded trifold and inserted into those ends. And that's the absorbent part. The shield also has PUL, which is a plastic coated fabric that keeps um, any liquid from um, soaking through. And the, the also the great part about the inserts is that once you unfold them, they just look like a napkin or a cloth. Mm -hmm. So they can still wash and then hang them up in the sun and no one knows what it is. Oh, that's cool. Now mm -hmm. I understand that um, because I, Melissa Harrell is, yeah, <laughs> kind of, she's the, the guru on stuff like that. But um, yeah, she has explained that like the bag, you actually can wash them in the bag itself. Right. So um, each kit is in a gallon size bag. And then we, we have another um, bag. And so another gallon size Ziploc bag. And they can use that with any kind of water. It doesn't have to be drinkable or clean, really. And um, they just kind of rub it together, shake it up and uh, keep adding water and draining out water until the water is cleaner. Now, how many of the reusables are actually in the kit? There are two shields and seven liners. Okay. And a, two pairs of underwear and then soap and a washcloth. That's, that's pretty cool. You're giving them dignity. Exactly. Really. Exactly. Because I know even in, in the United States, the culture is still like, oh, she's on a period. Oh, we don't want to talk about this. You know, it's, it's so like, taboo, right? Uh -huh. <laughs> and so I can just imagine like if you have leakage already here in the United States and you are have access to all the, the modern technology, but in mm -hmm. Guatemala, you don't have the access, what the embarrassment must be for these young girls. Right. You might even just stay home. And that's, that's actually part of the reason the days for girls exists is so that girls can not stay home for those days that they're on their period, but still continue school. They can still continue their education. They're not missing out a week, a month, because of a natural bodily process. And you're giving them self-esteem and value as well. Right. And exactly. Wow. Now let's talk about um, the health. Well, we already talked about healthcare. We talked about kind of the eye exams. I've mm -hmm. noticed on your website, you talked about clean air. What is that exactly? Clean air? Uh -huh. Oh, yes. Um, so in one region that we've been to previously with, um, other groups before Unearth Hope existed. Um, we helped install um, vented ovens. Mm. So they cook on these stoves that are wood fire stoves. So before they had the vents that would go up into the ceiling and out um, of the house, the fire would just fill their, um, their homes. And so they had lots of respiratory issues and so providing um, the installation of those stoves has really helped decrease our cases of uh, respiratory issues in the clinic. <laughs> wow. I know my husband is from Mexico. And so my oh, mother-in-law, cool. she was still alive. She would cook on a wood stove inside yeah. the kitchen and it would like smoke and I couldn't even stay in there. So I could just imagine so day, you know, in, exactly. day, out, yeah, yeah. day in, day out of it. Mm-hmm. And um, in the, in the Maya culture, the fire is a very, it's a, just like for us, like a campfire is kind of this cool thing that we do. So it's still important for them to have the fire in their home as a symbol of community and connection. Wow. 
And then let's talk about how COVID is affecting Guatemala right now, because I think when Melissa came on at the very beginning, when I first started my chats in the block cabin, she mm -hmm. talked about they were just getting over dengue fever. Mm -hmm. And so how has that affected now with COVID? Because they're the, you know, the poor country don't have access to the medical care. Right. Um, it's it's been devastating. Um, there's families on the streets looking for food on a daily basis. Um, you know, our supply chains are pretty are have been affected pretty significantly, but Guatemala's supply chains have just shut down. Mm. And until last week, all stores, shops, convenience stores, anything like that, were shut down um, to help prevent the spread of COVID. Um, they've had. Uh, curfews from four, from seven in the evening to 4 a.m. Um, but a lot of it, like the food insecurity is probably is the biggest issue as far as um, outside of having cases of COVID, they are, they have lost their way of getting food. Mm. So how can we help them though? How well, have contacts there or yes yeah uh, we have partnered with an organization in guatemala called the living heritage foundation and we are helping support their program called hand in hand and typically both unearth hope and living heritage philosophy is not to give out things um just hands out handouts that doesn't really help but in this situation, it's more of a relief effort um, to save lives. And so they this hand in hand program is feeding families with packages of food that they can easily store and cook over a long period of time. Now, you just mentioned something you said your mm -hmm. philosophy is not to give handouts. What exactly do you mean by that? Right. So um, I mean, that there's dignity in um, earning something. Mm -hmm. So like for, for example, the days for girls kits, we don't just come into the community and hand them the kit. They have, they are required to, the girls and women are required to um, attend our, the class on how to take care of the kit. Um, what is healthy as far as timing and how long your period should last, that kind of thing, just general women's health. And then at the end of that class, they're given a kit. So they've, they've put forth an effort and that gives them ownership and dignity instead of just given this thing that is kind of meaningless if they don't understand what it is. Okay. What about the medical part of it? Right. So we actually do charge a very small fee. Um, we, it's about 75 cents per family. Mm -hmm. And um, that also, that includes the, any of the lab work, any of the uh, and the seeing the practitioner and the pharmacy. So any of the medications that they receive after their diagnosis is covered by that cost. And that gives that gives value to like the medications. In previous experiences, when we haven't had that little charge, they're given the medication and then we found it later on the ground. Just mm -hmm. it didn't, you know, it didn't, it, they didn't, it didn't have value. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, obviously they put people put more value on stuff that they pay for instead of being right. free. So. Right. And it really is about giving them the ownership and the dignity of 
you know, this isn't just given to me as a handout. I've, I've made an effort to get this and help myself. Now, I know people are thinking, probably watching or thinking 75 cents is not a lot, but in these countries like that, 75 cents is a lot of money. It is a lot. Yes, it is. And so you don't put a limit like it's 75 cent per family. What if a family has 10 to 12 people in the family? That's still the flat fee. Still a flat fee. Mm -hmm. So how does Unearth Hope run if they're only charging 75 cent per family for these people coming? Well, we run completely on donations from people in the U.S. That um, That's how we fund buying the medication and uh, the glasses and any of the supplies that we use with the communities. And the people that go down and they're donating their time, I guess, the people that are going down and doing the mission work? Yes. It's completely volunteer, unpaid. Our board is unpaid. I'm unpaid. Um, and every team member pays for their own um, flights and meals and uh, hotels. And I assume vaccinations as well, because I know when you go into yes. the country, you have to get vaccination and your passport and all this other legal stuff. So, right. Exactly. So when do you think you'll be able to go back to Guatemala with COVID right now? Well, we are planning a trip um, for July of next year of 2021 in hopes that COVID will be more under control and maybe we'll have a, a safe and effective vaccine. Um, but we're, we're planning it with the, the ability to cancel if we need to. So do you have a contact there that kind of, cause you said you go into the communities so they trust you. So it's yes. not like they're like, well, they've forgotten about us. Is there someone still there that's kind of reminding people who you are or what you're doing? Exactly. That, that's where our partnership with the Living Heritage Foundation comes in. Carla and her team, they are on the ground every day in the communities. And she also finds more communities and uh, areas that need assistance. So it's basically where exactly in Guatemala are you working with right now? We work with the villages outside of Quetzaltenango or Shela. Quetzaltenango is the Spanish name and Shela is the Mayan name. Okay. And it's how, on the, go ahead. No, you go ahead. It's on the what? It's on the Western uh, end of Southern Guatemala. So how did you identify that, those villages to work with? Uh, the, this also one of the things that Carla does is um, that she and her team go into a village and they, the, the village has to commit to um, putting forth the, the work. Uh, she, Carla and her team help them build schools. Mm. And that's where we usually go when we do a clinic is we go into the school that has been built and that's built with a uh, living heritage transition and the community leaders and families in the community working together. So they all have a stake on the school and Right. And that ownership and that dignity of that, that is their school. That is where their ch children in the community, where they go, where they get their education. Why did you decide to do Unearth Hope? Why did you, what the meaning behind the name? Let's talk about the meaning behind the name first. Well, um, it actually, <laughs> a lot of this goes back to Carla because she's an amazing woman and you'll have to talk to her someday. Um, she and I, I was, 
last summer, so 2019, uh, we were in a La Libertad, one of the communities outside of Shayla, and we were talking about um, what it meant to the community for our group to be there. And she she said that it really does give the community a lot, a lot of hope and a lot of encouragement to keep progressing and keep working. And so I just, that kept churning in my head. And I was like, sometimes we just need to find the hope. And then the unearth part came from the, you know, cultivating and digging it up. Sometimes it's a little harder to find. Now I understand you guys just had your first one year anniversary of unearth. Yes, we did October 8th. We were officially one year of a federally recognized nonprofit. So how hard was it to become federally recognized as a nonprofit? Uh, it was, there was a lot of paperwork and a lot of, um, a lot of things we had to do before we could file, like having um, filing as a North Carolina nonprofit, um, getting a lot, our federal employee ID number, all kinds of little paperwork, basically. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of red tape, right? A lot of red tape. Yeah, exactly. So when you go to Guatemala, do you have to fill out all this paperwork before you go or can you guys just take a team and go? Um, well, there's uh we have kind of an application process where we need um, some medical. We do require that people get checked out and make sure that they're physically able to go. Mm -hmm. um, so each team member has to have a set of paperwork, also more red tape, um, to participate in our, our, our journeys. Um, we also, any of the medications we take, we do go through customs um, and have to pay a fee that way and have lists and inventories of all that. So how are you accessing the medication? Or is it um, donations or are you guys buying it? What are you? It's a combination. Um, we can accept ex uh, medications that you're not using anymore or um, that have expired, that aren't too expired, um, too far out. But we also have been, there's a organization called Blessings International and that's where we've gotten our medications previously. Um, we tried to get them in country because we prefer to buy as much as we can there and involve as many people, many Guatemalan people as possible. But um, it was going to be four times as expensive. And most of that money would have not really gone into the community. I love how you said you try to buy most of them there, you know, cost wise, because that's putting money back into the economy for that community. So I right. really like that idea. Now you have something really cool coming up. Can you talk about it in December? Yes. In December, we are going to have our very first 5k and fun run, one mile fun run called the uh, great cook. <laughs> Excuse me. The Great Quetzal Cookie Run. Um, it's meant to be a family-friendly event, uh, socially distanced, um, and will it'll be from the 1st of December to the 13th. Um, more details are gonna come about how to register and all that kind of thing on our Facebook page and website. And um, yeah, it should be a, a new tradition you can start with your family that'll help a lot of other people. 
And then you're also pulling in, I, I kind of got inside little information because I'm <laughs> pulling in some people to help as well. For the, yes, the Eastern Run the East mm -hmm. is helping us with um, the organization of that. And then you have some cookies. Oh, the, the Guatemalan cookies? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I honestly can't remember what the name of them are, <laughs> <laughs> but they're very good with coffee. <laughs> so when you go to Guatemala, are you like tempted to bring back a whole bunch of stuff that you purchased just out of the economy to bring back to the economy? Oh, definitely. Definitely. And sometimes we do purchase things from the women or um, families in the communities. And there's also some places that we found that are co-ops where the cost, the, the money from the item we buy goes back to the person that makes it. So we try to be very conscious about where we're buying things. Now, have you ever thought about teaching the women to make the Days for Girls kits there so that they can actually go back and with their economy? Absolutely. There actually is a group of, um, it's called an enterprise group. And it's a group of young women that make the kits and sell them um, in Guatemala. Oh, that's cool. That is so cool. Yeah. Do you teach them and then they just go off and do their own little business to kind of help their help themselves? Mm -hmm. Pretty much. That is, that is so cool. So how can people help Unearth Hope? You already said Amazon Smile, but give me some other suggestions. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, any monetary donation is wonderful. Um, we also have our Amazon wish lists with, which include the supplies that we need for the clinic, for the child, the days for making the days for girls kits and for the um, children's activities. And if you are interested in going, uh, please contact us and we will talk to you more about um, what it's like to go and what you could do. Now you said children's activities. Tell me a little bit mm -hmm. more about that. Okay. Um, usually we've done kind of a vacation Bible school sort of thing with a Bible story and um, crafts and things like that. Um, and then just kind of a free play, you know, big bubbles and basketball and whatever the kids really want to do. It's just a really good time to connect and build that relationship with the community. Now, do you get any pushback when you do the Bible studies? Because is if Guatemala is like Mexico, their majority are Catholic. Am I correct? Mm -hmm. Do you get a pushback when you're just in there trying to do Bible studies saying, no, we don't want any of your help or. Actually it's very well received and usually requested um, as the, the activity for the children. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> pretty awesome. And there is, there's Catholic, but there is a, a pretty good population of Protestants too. Okay. Because I know in Mexico, they have signs on their doors saying we're Catholic and we don't want in Spanish, of course. And they'll say we're Catholic right. and we don't want to hear about your religion. So just move on, you know, basically. Oh, interesting. That's what it and, says on the doors. You know, we keep it pretty simple. Just like, the, you know, Noah's Ark, Jonah and the Whale, you know, just kind of the, the classic stories that are taught to children. Now, is there anything else that people can do to help? Is there like getting involved with your, with stuff that you're doing in the United States, as far as becoming board members or getting involved in the organization, U S 
found? Yeah. Um, well, right now, because of COVID, we've kind of stopped any in-person um, funder uh, activity in events or activities. So at this point, it's more about just getting the word out and talking about it to people and learning more about what we're doing. So we're kind of handicapped by the need to not spread COVID. <laughs> I think that a lot of places are handicapped by the need to not spread COVID. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> so the big issue right now, right? <laughs> so how has COVID made you pivot though? Well, it, we've definitely pivoted more towards the relief efforts. So instead of sticking with the not handing out things, we are definitely supporting Living Heritage in their effort to feed communities. And they also are doing a program for sanitizing, sanitation kits, things to uh, hand sanitizers and things to clean their homes. So it really has pivoted from empowerment to relief effort. But with the empowerment kind of still mixed in to that, so that people aren't feeling like as, they're a charity case and they have no self-worth. Right, exactly. As much as, as possible right now. Mm -hmm. Wow. So is there anything else you want to share about Unearth Hope? I, I think that's, <laughs> I think we covered just about everything. So how can people find you? Well, we have our website, unearthhope.org. Um, we have our Facebook page. Uh, just find us at unearthhope. And then um, our Instagram. You also could email at info or for info at unearthhope.org. And you'll get a, a response pretty quickly. <laughs> and then you also can donate through your website as well, correct? Yes. Donate through website and Facebook. And then you can go on Amazon Smile and sign up. Is it Unearth Hope on Amazon Smile? Mm-hmm. And we're technically based in Fuquay Varina. Um, so that that's connected with Unearth Hope in Fuquay Varina for Amazon Smile. Okay. All right. I want to thank you for joining us. And I can't wait to hear about the cookie run because I know I'm going to have you and Melissa come back and talk about the cookie run. Oh, and great. Ready to launch it soon. Yes. Um, let's see. November, December. I know we're so close. It's so, close. <laughs> so thank you, Sarah, for joining us. And I really appreciate all the, all the hard work you're doing with Unearth Hope and giving people um, confidence in self-worth because honestly, in those countries, they don't, they're, people need to know because in Mexico, when I first went, my in-laws did not even have running water. Right. And, yeah. and it's crazy you walk in, everything's very really dirt, very really everything mm -hmm. you think here to have a house made of brick. It's very expensive, but over there brick is cheap and wood mm -hmm. is more expensive. So right. to actually go to another country and to see the poverty levels makes you appreciate the United States so much more. Absolutely. The things we take for granted every day are everyday struggles for communities in other places. Yep, for sure. So, Sarah, I want to thank you again for coming on and sharing. Well, about thank you for having me. Okay. We will see you on the next chat from the blog cabin, guys. Bye. Bye. So, guys, on Earth Hope, if you have just a little bit of extra money, consider donating to them. 
I know what you're thinking. Why should I donate if I'm in the United States or in Europe? Why should I donate to another country? Because y'all, we have it so good here. My husband is a native of Mexico. And he lives in the very rural part of Mexico where when we first went, he... I, when I first met my in-laws, they didn't have any running water inside their house. And if you had to go to the bathroom, you, they had a toilet, but you had to put a bucket of water to flush it. So yeah. And you didn't put paper in the, it, I mean, it's just a whole nother thing. So we need to think about, we have it so, I don't want to say easy because some people don't have it easy in the United States, but we have a lot more luxuries than a lot of these third world countries have. Basic medicine, basic health care. The fact that they only charge 75 cents a day, you were probably thinking to yourself, a week for a whole family, you're probably thinking to yourself, wow, that's not a lot. But in those countries, 75 cents is like a month's salary. It's, it's really um, something that you really need to look into about providing for. I know we sponsor a child out of Mexico um, from Compassion, and I enjoy getting her letters, even though lately I haven't gotten one because she, with COVID, they've not been able to um, focus and and meet like they should. Just like with COVID, with Guatemala, they just had dengue fever run through their their community where they're at. So it's kind of hard. So if you have extra dollar or two or three, you know, just consider donating, reaching out to them. If you, if you want to be part of their ministry team, their mission team, reach out to them and see if if they have opportunities for you to work with them. I physically can't go over, but I am going to work with them on a fundraiser in the beginning of December um, as one of the bloggers who are, who is contributing a cookie recipe. And my cookie recipes actually kind of take on a Star Wars recipe, um, but I'm doing gingerbread Chewbacca's instead of gingerbread men. It's gingerbread Chewbacca's. So that's something really cool. I know all this stuff is, I'm telling you, it's really great and honest, but I also do need your help as well. I need you to subscribe and rate or review the podcast. If you don't want to feel like leaving a review, just go in and hit the stars. If you want to leave a review, that's awesome. I would love you forever. And subscribe. Because the more people that I get in front, the more organizations like Unearth Hope I'll be able to bring on. I am currently working on getting some people from what is called the Pajama Program on. I've got some really great people coming up talking about faith, talking about essential oils. I have, I mean, amazing, amazing groups of people. There's no rhyme or reason. It's just topics that I'm interested in and things I want to learn more about. So, you know what I need you to do right now? That's right. I need you to keep chatting.